Recess Creative Carnivores with your girls, DeAndre and Cams. All right, guys. I really start every episode by saying, "All right, guys." DeAndre, <laughs> how about you take this time? Hi, all. Welcome back to Recess Podcast. Today we have Kezia Lando, the very well-known. <laughs> Talented, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> boss babe, profound, stylish, stylist. <laughs> I was like, wait, stylish, stylish. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was cool. But yeah, <laughs> that was cute. Kezia, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hey, to everybody. The people? Hey, what's up? What's up? Um. Guys, so this is my first time on a podcast. Uh, we're so popping I another do- podcast cherry today, guys. Um. So I just want to do like a shout out. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you like, right hi, ahead, mom, boo. hi, you dad, right hi, ahead. design by spirit crew, <laughs> Chris and Chaz. Hey, I'm to my dead. god, babies, Shaquan, <laughs> um, Amani, Leith, Akala, like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Yes, girl. Yeah, so I wanted to just, you know, get off my chest. Yes, 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 you yes. Know, when you feel like you're in this type of zone. But we are so happy to have you here today because... Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be here. Excited, yeah, actually. We... Because I think you guys are dope. Oh, Girl, we just trying to be like you in this life, to honestly. be totally honest. But it's always so refreshing to have a fellow young creative... Woman. Yeah, entrepreneur right. and just out here literally being a boss babe and we oh, are very honored to talk to you boss, babe. oh no you <laughs> no, definitely you are, are. You, are. <laughs> you are a big a big 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 inspiration for me as well i was telling deandre about it wow oh comes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah go. so would you like to tell our listeners you know who you are and what you do um yes definitely i am the lead stylist of my very own company called Kez Styles. Hashtag boss babe. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get it right, guys. Right. Um, and I also do a bit of creative direction as well as I'm a writer. Yeah. So nice. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do a bit. I dabble a bit in social media as well. I didn't know so. about the writing part. To be honest. Yeah, I do. I write. I cover stories for like magazines and stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I write. I did forget on to the tell Lolo. you that. Wow. Right on the Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really amazing. Um, I met Kezia through Cameron, but I've definitely seen your stuff and your work outside Thank of even you. knowing you through Cameron. So that says a lot. Oh, I feel like. So- so 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 happy that it, it spread so far and wide yeah especially like on a local level i feel like this is such a era for us like i'm so honored yes, to definitely. see all to be a part of this are, generation yeah yes. man i feel like in 20 or 20 years i will be talking to my children hopefully god's willing <laughs> god please <laughs> into existence, girl. No, yeah, and I'll just be like, yo, I was, I was there for this. Like, I was. Oh my gosh, yeah. In the yeah, era yeah, yeah. of yeah. seeing this become what it, what it, what is, it today. is today. Y'all mm-hmm. don't even know. <laughs> so, Ooh, preach. Yeah, I'm. I love. I just love this. <laughs> okay, so just to provide some context for this episode, we're just gonna ask Kez to give us a bit of her story in terms of how she kind of ended up in this whole fashion stylist creative direction scene because well i'll let her tell the story <laughs> <laughs> um well i i don't know growing up i was a tomboy i did the whole football in school life um so that's that i went to university to study tell us drum roll. What, is, what did you study <laughs> um i studied Political sciences and international relations. What? Yeah, I know, I know. Every time she says it, I I'm know. just like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. So in another life somewhere, I guess I would be like a diplomat wow. slash somebody, politician. somebody. Yeah, insane. politician. Insane. That's crazy. Person, you know. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I still love, you know. That side that of things. That side mm-hmm. of thing, but. That's not what I'm in, in. Right. So how did, tell us a bit about how you ended up in fashion. In fashion, right. So I feel like fashion was always a part of my life. Like my mom 
growing up was the biggest diva and probably still is the biggest diva I know. <laughs> like, she has to be on point when she leaves the house. Clothes were so important to her. Mm. Like, it was always a scene, like, when you're going out, like, she wanted to make sure you had an outfit, like, and it was ready. And it was just outfits. Fashion was always a scene. Mm-hmm. And I think um, my two grandmoms, actually, on both sides, sewed. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they were seamstresses, and, and they did a bit of sewing and stuff like that. So, like, these little things, we always think... Like, don't really like yeah we don't really though. see the significance in them yeah, and yeah. how it plays a major role in who we become yeah. as adults and it's just it's amazing because it's when i look back it's always been there it's like oh so it, had, it makes sense now yeah yeah it does so um i had those little things just in my life growing up and um I went to university and I feel like it was university that really set everything off because I was doing my degree. Um, I was heavily into sports, as I always am. But I was also very much into the fashion scene. Like, I would get so dressed up for campus. Like, it was not even funny. Like, I was always, (laughs) like, the talk in terms of, yeah, she does dress up for class. Like... Everybody would say the same thing all the time. And then from that, I would be doing the events because I stayed on hall. Um, It was Milner Hall at the time. I think it's Freedom Hall now. Yeah, it's Freedom Um, now. So I was on Milner Hall and I was the entertainment rep for my block. Oh, for those who may not know, this is UE. This is the University of the West Indies. Um, Trinidad and Tobago. I need to be clear about where to. Where to. (laughs) And I would put together like fashion events on hall and stuff like that and then I started putting together or being a part of fashion events in the university like hosting them modeling for them designing for them so it was really like that was like my side gig when I was at university and then when I left I got my degree and everything my first job out of university I guess was a magazine internship for a fashion magazine yeah, and then that kind of just propelled everything to where it is today. I don't feel like I actually went into uh, office-type situation, 9 to 5, oh my gosh, I'm so unhappy at this desk type of job. I didn't allow myself to get to that space. Mm-hmm. I just kind of kept going in this direction ever since and, and pretty much never looked back. So, How did that magazine internship come about? Because um, that's random. I mean, in terms of, you know. Yeah, well, no, it was, I guess it was like, it was a local, it was it was local. So it was okay at first because I was just like, okay, let me just see how this goes. But in that, like, I was doing so much work um, with designers in terms of I just started meeting so many people in the industry. And mm-hmm. then I then developed my own blog, which was Kez Blogs. Um, <laughs> within like probably a couple months after leaving UE, mm-hmm. I yeah eventually developed my own blog and started um, journalizing my outfits and what I loved that was happening in the fashion scene internationally because I was obsessed with Vogue and Vogue you know everything that was going on for Fashion Week and all of that would be journalized on my blog which was cool, and the feedback was so good at the moment. Wow. And then that blog ended up doing so well that I was featured in, in Vogue a couple of times. Oh, so wow. American Vogue, <laughs> Vogue.com, um, British Vogue had... I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> British Vogue, and then I became, a while after, I became a contributor for Lucky Magazine. That which was before it folded, which was pretty dope. And I did that so all cool. the while, while I was still in Trinidad and Tobago. I hadn't left to go to New York and explore the fashion scene there properly yet. Wow. But yeah. I, I'm just, I, honestly, for me, I'm very much stuck on the political science thing in terms of, <laughs> like... <laughs> she's like, poli- just like, she's, we're still... She's like, uh, we're still, we're still here. No, on. yeah, because... <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> I don't know, for me... Like, if you're the practical listener, you know what I mean? The structured yeah. listener, it's very, like, but you studied this, like, whatever happened. So, in terms of, like, mentally, like, where were you coming out of UE thinking about your degree? Like, it wasn't really... 
a big deal it, to you. You see, the thing is, and which is why I don't tell people, like, not go to school, follow your dreams type of thing, because sometimes you really need it to get perspective on who you are and what you want to be. Mm. Um, I feel like university is a great place. Not everybody has to do it. It's not for everybody. But I feel like when I entered into university, it was really where I started growing up and started having a voice of my own and an yeah. opinion of my own. Because mm. the thing is, when you're at home with your parents, you're going to secondary school yeah. for people who don't live in the Caribbean. That's high school. Mm -hmm. Like, you're always told what to do or what you're supposed to do right. or how things are supposed to be done because yeah. that's either your parents' perception or, or you know, how they've been cultured. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is how we do stuff or yeah. this is how things are done but when I went into university it was a new world it was a place where I had to make my own decisions because my parents when they I wouldn't live I wasn't living in my parents house I had to make my own decisions formulate my own opinions from everything that was happening around me and figure out who I was as an individual mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard sometimes to do that when you're living at home and there, there are all these rules and regulations and all of these people who have to say, okay, you need to do this. And, and don't get me wrong, like, I understand what that is there for, you know, to instill certain values in us um, and ethics and stuff like that. Like, yeah. for me, that's super important. But in terms of me starting to be in a place where I could figure out what I truly like outside of the confines of what somebody else's Expect opinion of, of that mm. is was that happened during university life. Wow. And I think it takes place for so many people mm. in university for life. Sure. Yeah. Some I mean Same. those who study med probably still go and become doctors and all of that. But there are some people who realize during that time that they're there that wait a minute, I actually do like this more. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you graduate with this degree with flying colors, but then you're like, okay, when I get out of here, I'm going to pursue this. And I think that's what happened for me. It's not like I didn't like my degree. I mean, I did pretty well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a situation where it's like, oh, I need to get out of the system because I had a really good time mm. at university. Like I enjoyed both doing my academics and, you know, the extracurricular yeah. stuff. Okay, so Kez, I have um, I have a question for you. So, yeah. one of the things that I, one of the many things, because I'm about to bring up a lot of things in this podcast <laughs> that I admire about Kez Yolanda. So, um, one of the major things that I admire about you, Kez, is, and like we were talking about this in a little chat that we were having in the yeah. car on the way here, um, is that I feel like you, Kez, you created your own space and you created your own, like, you created opportunities for yourself. Right. Like, I felt like you didn't, you weren't like, okay, well, I'm in, I'm in university studying um, political science, so I stick to political science. Like, right. you know, you have an interest in something and you explored it and I feel like you didn't even allow whatever limitations would have existed um, in your mind or even mm -hmm. in your circumstance to stop you from doing something or pursuing something that you were interested in. And I find that in our generation, there are so many opportunities to be created mm -hmm. for ourselves. I yeah. feel like now with social media yeah. and like I was saying to you guys, we, we have such a wider audience and a larger reach because of social media. You know, you can reach somebody with a message or a dm so like can you talk to me a bit about um the opportunities that you created for yourself and even like what what about like what is it that that's something innate in you to like create opportunity like i'm your right. go-getter or like what's that process like and well i'll tell you what like you know passion is one thing you know you're passionate about something so naturally this is what you want to do um, but when it becomes the thing that, yeah, you not just, you don't just want to do, but you want to do for the rest of your life. Like you want this to be how you survive or what you 
you're able to survive on um, business-wise and money-wise and stuff like that. Like, you will, you, those opportunities, you will create. Like, it's, it's something that I think will, will become an innate thing to do. For me, um, I was blessed to have a lot of people who were, like, mentors and gave great advice. So, like, Christoph Peer from Design by Spirit, who's my godfather, like, he was always in my corner, like, back in me and he would make suggestions or Huge I shout would, out to Christoph yeah. who's one of the best <laughs> mentors ever um, and also apart from that like I did so much research mm. you know for me if you really want something it's like school all over again it's like you, you know you want something you want to you want to know everything about that something that you could possibly know and in that search for knowledge you're gonna come up with ideas and you're gonna create now a path for yourself where there may not necessarily have been a path before. I always wanted to be in fashion, but I always wanted to do fashion kind of on my own terms Mm. and be a difference. I'm like, I don't want to do fashion the way everybody else is doing fashion. How do I make this case? You know? Understood. Yeah. So it was that hunger for wanting to create a path for myself that made me just go after my or create my own opportunities that's awesome one okay so i have have another i have another thing (laughs) (laughs) to ask so again a major admiration i have of you kez is if you guys know kez you know that She's like dominating in <laughs> her industry. And I was telling DeAndre that this girl, like, she studied <laughs> political science. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because if you would permit me to say, um, has no formal education in fashion. Yeah. She didn't do a certificate. No. She didn't study it as a degree. Like, she she hasn't formally pursued fashion in that in that traditional sense of yeah. education. And the fact that you are able to be one of the most sought-after stylists in the country after not even, <laughs> you know, I think I think the norm would be for someone to think that this is something that you studied. Right, yeah. But it's not. Yeah. And I feel like that's just so dope. Like, <laughs> that is insanely well, dope for me. It's telling about the world that we live in now, you know. Um, I think we come from a Caribbean backdrop that propels um, in our direction the whole idea of of school and school formal and education. formal education, mm-hmm. which is great because I truly believe knowledge is power. Um, but we have to be more open to that knowledge also being gained through experience, mm. through being in the field itself of what you love doing. Yeah. And now be able to equate that to being formal knowledge too because it, it kind of is, you know. So for me, um, my experiences in the world of fashion is really what helped me become who I am and do so much of what I'm doing now, you know. So those experiences, I would say, would say are my formal, you Education. know, educational experiences there. I... I definitely agree with that. I feel like I can speak for, if DeAndre would allow me, I can speak for both <laughs> of us when when I say that, like, being in it. Yeah, I think people take it. for granted, human beings take for granted, you know, everything that we do and understanding that everything that we do ultimately leads to something else is important. Mm. So having conversations with other designers about how their processes are in their ateliers and stuff like that. That was knowledge. Mm-hmm. Being in their production houses and seeing how they work, how they get along with their staff, how they go about making their samples, which are then mass-produced, that for me is knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, having to be um, on a board with global communications directors for big design houses and seeing how they interact with or communicate with managers of celebrities and seeing how they get their garments to them. That for me was 
big knowledge, you know, and just seeing how all of these things work together um, as a formal business. That's knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we take for granted our experiences and often we leave those experiences out on our CVs. So when people ask, you know, what are your experiences in this field or did mm. you go to school, you know, we kind of at a, a standstill like, uh, what do I put here? But because it's been ingrained in us that sitting down in a room with somebody in front, like a professor, is the only real type of knowledge we could boast of. And it's not, you know? Yeah, I completely, so. completely agree. Yeah, yeah. We really kind of need to take that into consideration a bit more self-education yeah self-education and it's 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 experience as well because because a lot of it is is what we've absorbed from the people around us mm -hmm. and from everything happening around us too yeah so in terms of like coming out of school it seemed like it wasn't too hard for you to go down the path that you chose Girl, <laughs> it seems, so it seems. Yeah, because I so want to hear seems. about that because... It's not as easy as it probably looks. Um, I, and I get, that, I get that when you reach a particular place in your career, to some people it could seem so easy. Mm. Or it's like, oh, I wish I could just, oh, you know, she makes it look so easy, but it's been... My journey has had its trials and tribulations. Like, it's been really tough. And it starts even with just people accepting the career path that I've chosen as being a legitimate career path to hmm. begin with. Talk How about it. How did your <laughs> parents react to right. so, that change? Well, yeah, let's start there. So for me, you know, if you send a kid to university, a child, sorry, to university, you know, there's an expectation there when yeah. they come out to pursue dreams and aspirations that fall in line with what they've studied. And that didn't happen for me. So I guess my parents were totally traumatized. <laughs> and yeah, about that, because there was, I mean, and for so many creatives, they wouldn't voice that. But there was a sense of, mm, we not really, we don't really understand mm. what's going on here. What's, what's, what's really, yeah, what's going, really going, going on here? here? And um, I don't know. So why don't you just do this? Right. And I know there were times when my mom really just probably wished I had a nine to five. Right. Um, because, again, it's how they've been brought up to perceive certain traditional career paths mm -hmm. as being legitimate and being um, a way to define success. Yeah. Right. And so it was really hard for them to swallow this pill of I'm going to do this thing called fashion, which in the Caribbean people have the perception of huh, how profitable is right. that going to be? How successful is that going to be? Are you going to even make money from that? So the, the, um, the thoughts that people on the outside looking in would have when you're making a decision like that were the thoughts my parents had, you know, right. all of that. And, Obviously, there would be a bit of static um, in terms of the communication channels. So I had to, over the years, go the route of, okay, going to go out and do this on my own and make them see mm. that it could be done. And so sometimes that's, that's the route you have to take. And that then that's the only way they kind of realize like oh so this actually is possible mm -hmm. or this could actually be a thing but that didn't discourage you like were there any moments where you absolutely like i mean i think in moments like that you really have to check your support system um because at that point in time because i'm not saying it's gonna ever be forever but at that time you don't have the level of support, I guess, that you would want at that place. And maybe you're going to find the extra support Somewhere in friends yeah. or mentors and stuff like that. Because that's the reality for, for a bunch of people. I'm not going to be like, well, hey, you know, your parents are definitely going to be on board and be like all in. And for me, 
I get that parents could be scared sometimes when yeah, you're. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, parents won't be best. Yeah, That's yeah, always, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think for them, it was more the scare of will this work, and will she yeah. really be able to pull this off in a climate where it hasn't really been done before. Done. Mm. I remember even Christoph mentioned that um, in the first episode that we did um, as a guest episode, he was when he was with Shaz, he was talking about, you know, when they go into secondary schools and they talk to parents, the parents now have this kind of satisfaction that, okay, well, I see that it's worked for somebody else and it could possibly, yeah, that's happened to me too. I had a talk in a girls' school um, one year, very prominent um, girls' high school, and a parent pulled me to the side after the conversation and she said, you know... My daughter loves art and she really, she's really good at it. But I felt so convicted after your speech or your wow. conversation with them because wow. I've been, she's like, I have to be honest and say that I haven't been supporting her artistic side as much as mm. I probably should be wow. because she really wants her to get into a good school, a good university and all of that. So she's really been pushing her more on the academic side of things so like the sciences and all of that mm-hmm. and she hasn't she felt convicted because she felt like wow I'm not really giving my daughter That's the amazing. level of support that she could possibly have to make this a thing because I was at that school talking about non-traditional career paths and, uh, and all the, the accomplishments that I had at the time and I guess it it's sort of you know drew her attention and she she spoke to me after and I said listen I said you need to support your daughter in both her academic and her artistic life um the same way you know equally and you know she could end up being you know the biggest Picasso or whatever of our generation Mm -hmm. you just never know and I think that's the thing with parents that fear of the unknown of not knowing if they're going to be the next big thing and seeing statistics say, well, they're probably it only not happened. Going to be, yeah. 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 Is what a lot of parents combat with. A lot of parents who haven't been creatives or artists like ourselves will combat with that. So if you have like a doctor and a lawyer for a parent, you may get some, a bit of opposition. Not all, but I'm just saying potentially just mm-hmm. based on what their backdrop has been, they may not see it as, yeah the same okay so Kazia was there ever a moment you you know you just mentioned non-traditional jobs and so forth yeah but you know coming out of school and pursuing something traditional and then falling in love with something more non-traditional was there ever a time in that process or that transition where you doubted yourself like in the beginning or even now absolutely um I think well I don't really doubt myself now um Probably on a project, I'd be, I'd be like, I'm not sure if this could work, but yeah, um, there there isn't well, there isn't space for a lot of doubt in what you're doing when you're on this career path. Um, but in the beginning, I can say that I've had my moments where I've wanted to give up and be like, listen, I'm not feeling like I have the magnitude of support that I I need to keep going on this journey and maybe I should just quit this and really find a job like there were moments like that and they're gonna come because I feel like as an entrepreneur which is what I am because I'm a stylist but I'm so many other things I feel like as an entrepreneur it could be such a lonely road sometimes And when I say lonely, it's not that you don't have your friends or you don't have family or whoever else supporting you. But in those moments when it's just you figuring out what's your next big move, Move, there's nobody else at that particular table but you. You know what I mean? You're alone with your thoughts. You're alone with your doubts. You're alone with your your mental health Mm. you're alone with all of your anxiety those moments that's just you 
Yeah. And it takes a lot to really overcome those moments. It takes a lot of thinking about the support that you actually do have and riding on that yeah. because there are lows. As much as there are highs, there are low lows. And that's, that's the type of thing that gets you out of the low lows. And of course, really, really loving and believing in this thing, you know? So, yeah, it comes. Doubt is a part of the journey, but I feel like it shouldn't be like an ongoing thing. You know, yeah. there's a point where I felt like I really have to get over the doubts that I may have and then push through with the visions that I do have, regardless of if I feel 50-50 about it, 90-10 about it, you know, 60-40 about it. Like it's about pushing through. I realize as well it's about confidence because I think sometimes yeah. you know yeah it's as simple as being confident in, in who you are and what you do yeah and what yeah. you can bring to the table and being yeah. certain yeah. about that yeah, developing a, a sense of self is mm-hmm. is important yeah. i think in this generation too where social media tries to tell us so much of how or who we should be you know developing a sense of self is incredibly so important strong. if we don't do that i think we would be so um so i guess you know susceptible to everything that's happening out there it will be easy to be um influenced by any and everything you know because our minds could be so impressionable at times so for sure i think you definitely have to come to a place where you realize okay i am a person who has certain experiences Mm -hmm. who has a certain mindset every single person in this world is different there are no two people who have experienced any moment the same way yeah so and that is what is our value our value is that we are who we are yeah that's our superpower yeah like we're it's uh, we're us we're completely Mm -hmm. unique there is no one who has experienced the things that we have experienced in the way that we've experienced them Mm -hmm. and because of that you cannot value like because of yes. that you are of yes. value naturally yeah. naturally Na- and that's just naturally we have, uh, yeah. yeah and that's the thing about self-awareness understanding what your natural value is first mm. before adding to that yeah because everybody has comes with a natural value right we come with value plain talk like full stop we come with value to the table it doesn't matter who you are where you come from like we have value to begin with yeah but the thing is some people don't understand that part of the picture mm-hmm. they don't understand that wait i have value to begin with they assume that they, their value is gained through their experiences their education and stuff like that and that's how they actually build value onto themselves i think so, as well we look to others to validate our value you right know what i mean yeah, yeah we look to see if we could see something in somebody else that possibly reflects us to yeah. claim that value yeah. Yeah. but if it's not found in someone or we can't see it it's like well yeah this isn't i'm not just understanding that those things are just commonalities at the end of the day yeah you know, mm-hmm. things we have in common things that mm-hmm. should make the world go around you know us having things in common but not seeing that as oh yeah that's me you know that's yeah i am that as well but say no you know, I'm yeah. a, a different version of. And I think this is so important to discuss because even for me on my personal experience and with like in my personal journey, I feel like I struggle the most when I am not owning who I am. Yes. When it comes to what I do and what I create. Right. You know, I, I struggle when it's like I Facts. I, <laughs> <laughs> I I can't find a sense of identity. And I'm looking towards others, like I said, to like validate that. And guess, and where do you think that comes from? I think it's it's this insecurity of who am I really, and what like what what have am we I really even special? dealt with, or have we as as human being and women? Because I feel like women have so much more struggles. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to, to, to wow, sure. like our life is just like even struggles. social media kind of. Yeah. Um, 
media, that in not even social media, media, media. Yeah, it's been media. that way. Yeah. It's not even for, just from a the, new thing. For, yeah, from the start of time, yeah. and I think which is why for me, I am so big on like mental health. Yeah, and. Because I feel like it starts with the mind. It does. It, it starts from the does. mind. So if we're not um, practicing having a healthy mindset, a healthy mind, great mental thoughts towards ourselves, like I think everything falls apart from there. Yeah. It really does start with the mind and, and viewing ourselves a particular way in our mind because our mind is is responsible for so much yeah for for, for everything. everything for, for everything. how our body you know operates yeah, biologically literally. so it's gonna be responsible for our emotional too i think nowadays like we're all such advocates of self-love yeah. But I don't know if we teach what self-love really is. I think yes. we have this sugar-coated idea of you self-love. You go to the spa, you do your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And we, we, we have that notion of self-love because the reality is we have people, again, on social media, right, not being completely honest with yep. us about their life yeah. or what self-love really is yeah because they're trying to tell us this is what self-love is supposed to look yeah. like when the reality is like no that's not how it really looks yeah it's and tailored to your own experience it is it, it mm-hmm. is tailored to your own experience yeah and like i think the, the the core thing that you mentioned there that stood out to me is about value it is about okay how do i maneuver in this world in a way that I acknowledge and accept the value found within myself and I could... Now add value to something. Yeah. yeah. And if we take the time to really look at the people who really do love themselves for who they are, true and true, it's, you know, the people that we least expect to love Hmm. themselves. You know, people who have had their faces... Um, scarred for life from acid and stuff in in those countries that, you know, are plagued with that against their women. You know, it's people who have suffered... Burn victims. Burn victims, yeah. You see these people rising to the occasion because guess what? Their exterior doesn't match up what society says is beautiful, Mm. right? Their exterior already has failed that test in mm. the minds of society. those people of yeah. society yeah, yeah. so they really have to rely on at this point in time what's on the inside mm. and they rise to the occasion because they find where the true value is right, right. and that's what then everybody ends, ends up seeing yeah and and then we we really appreciate them not for how they they look but for who but they for are, who they yeah. are. I, you know, there's so many. I mean, we see them all the time on the on on the internet, and we're like, wow, like this person is is amazing, and they're so strong. They've overcome so much, but it's really because they understand where their true value is. Yeah, and I've seen that even within myself on social media. Like my experience with social media and and that battle to accept internally who I am, but then struggle with externally trying to fit in with yeah. what society yeah. says is acceptable you know as as beauty and mm-hmm, what i mm-hmm. feel like others would double tap on yeah to see you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that that struggle doesn't exist with people who have already decided mm-hmm. physically i don't care yeah about what you think and then me <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to our definition of success as well. Hmm. Like, yeah. what does success really mean to each and everybody right, in this right. room? That's good, that's good. And for us, you know, again, people perceive success as being so many things. The big flashy cars, the money, the mansions, the and followers. stuff like that. But yeah. for me, success will always be me being my best self. Yeah, I, the I best that. human being mm. I could possibly be is how I define success, how I treat people, how That's I deal it. with disappointments and downfalls and all of those different things. For me, how I do that 
and how I rise to the occasion yeah. to be the best Kezia that I could possibly be is how I will define success. Because we all have such different lives. So we can't really equate someone's idea of success to yours to ours mm. yeah. because we're working with different tools right. everybody's working with different tools here you know somebody's gonna have rich parents so they're gonna have an avenue where okay they're gonna have certain you know certain finances to be able to push a certain way somebody's gonna come from a whole in a rural area with zero dollars and zero cents yeah and they now have to figure out how they're going to accomplish certain things they want to accomplish coming from nothing. That's two different lives altogether there. That's two different people who will have two completely different perceptions of what success is. You're right. Yeah. So we have to understand or figure out what does success really mean to to us. us. And that's what I've done with my career. You know, I dress people. I make people feel good about themselves. I'm doing TV commercials. I'm doing wardrobe for TV commercials. I'm doing it for, for everything that magazines, editorials. I love doing all of those different things. And okay, that's great. I'm successful in styling, creative direction, writing. That's wonderful. But at the core of it all, I'm my best or I am most content in thinking, okay, this was my best effort. You know, I did the best I could do in that moment Mm. with the resources that I have. And I have to be okay with that. You know, I have to be okay with even if the outcome isn't necessarily what somebody else would deem the greatest. I have to be happy with what that effort was in the time that it was done. Because at that point in time, it was the best I could have given. And I think the problem with society is a lot of people end up being in situations where they have to feel really bad about their efforts and not feeling good enough or not feeling like they've done enough, you know, because somebody out there always wants more. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they'll always want more. And let's be real. We are never all going to be in a situation where every single human being or walking creature on this planet loves what we've done or is completely you know enthralled with it like it's not gonna be the case ever that's impossible <laughs> you know so we have to understand all of those things yeah i completely agree like there's yeah, nothing like, to yeah, add to that that's it that's it right there <laughs> to be honest yeah, yeah and you know just to put a bow on that it really is just about being in tune with who you are, being in tune with yourself and and what matters to you in life. Because yeah. I think that's, like, the word that you just mentioned, I was literally going to say being content. A lot of us struggle with that because we don't know, yeah, like, at the core of it. Especially this generation. Yeah. We don't you know, know what really yeah. matters to yeah. us. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that cripples people in the sense of... For sure. A lot of people aren't pursuing their dreams right now because of the fear that, okay, this is not going to be good enough for somebody here or there. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of people aren't actually pursuing dreams because they are unsure of how somebody else is going to receive it. Exactly. Instead of caring about just, I'm going to be content with this. I'm going to be happy with this. Listen, at the end of the day, I always say, nobody else is living my life for me. Like, again, I'm privileged. I can say those things. Like, in terms of my, at least, like, financially, I have the opportunity to explore myself and that kind of thing. And we've established that. But a piece of advice for anybody that can take it is that no one else has to get up every single day and do what it is you have to do. Nobody has to deal with the, the, the self-doubt that you're dealing with. Nobody has to deal with the mental that yeah. you're dealing with. Give yourself a break. Yeah, like... Sometimes I think we are so hard on ourselves um, instead of finding a way to just appreciate who we are, appreciate our journey. Because some days, I, I mean, I have to admit, some days I'm really slow. Some days I'm just like, listen... 
I want a break. Some days I'm like, okay, this idea is not coming off the ground. I am not seeing this idea through to the end and it is frustrating. But you've got to give yourself that break and be like, okay, it's okay to not have the entire idea figured out yet. It's okay to mess up, you know, ever so often, you know, but people are so hard on themselves instead of just accepting that, okay, these things happen and it's okay. It's okay that it's happened. I'm not going to stay there, you know, and keep it moving after. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much, like, insight. Like, yeah, you... she has a lot of wisdom. I love talking to her. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Like, oh your life gosh. experiences and not only just that, the way you, you're able to kind of piece everything together and make it palatable for us, you know, and we could be like, you know what? Yeah. And also receive a sense of hope with yeah. whatever I mean, we deal with. My hope with everything that I do, because, you know, I know people say, okay, fashion, glam, glitz and all that. But my hope is really that, you know, through my life, I could inspire people to be their most authentic and true selves. Yeah. Well, you're definitely You succeeding. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you are succeeding. You know, that's, that's one of the goals. Goal. You know, yeah. I want people to, to see what I'm doing, but not say, I want to be like her, but feel inspired to, be to, to walk find. their journey, yeah, yeah. you know, unapologetically. Yeah. So, and really, you know, I feel that. That's how I feel feel they are. Yeah. Because a lot of people struggle with that. You know, it's not. It is a struggle for so many, like, young adults. And, you know, it's it's good. I love love talking to to youths and and everybody who wants to do something, whether it be an illustrator or somebody who's in something completely outside of fashion. Just, you know, if they have an idea, I'm like, yes, do it. Even if it fails, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it fails, okay, do it again or yeah, do something yeah, yeah. else. You yeah. know, it's okay to do that. And it's okay. It took me a while to realize that it's okay to fail. Because I'm... I'm still uh, learning I'm, that it's okay. So I, that's I the thing. Struggle. I grew up being an overachiever, yeah, guys. still learning for sure. I grew up being an overachiever, a perfectionist. Fact. Still to a certain extent, I am. My dreams were... Bigger than that. Yeah, and and <laughs> failure was something that I completely disliked. Yo. Like it would really take me out for the count. Like if I, so I was an athlete, I used to run and stuff. If I lost a race, I'd be like in tears. Like it was <laughs> that bad in yeah. terms of failure. Like I remember a time I was doing a law course and I thought I failed and I literally had just walked out of the exam room. In go back, no papers, no scores, nothing yet, but. I was like, oh my goodness, I did not pass this exam. In my head, I was saying that. And I was, I broke down. Like failure, the thought of failure really scared me a few years back. But now I'm in a place where I'm okay with it because failure teaches us stuff too. Very much so. It's a teaching moment as well. And if we could really start to perceive the things that we see as negative in our head as still being positive, man, we're good to go. Because yeah. all we need to do is see failure. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. If it fails, well, I'm sure I'll I'm going to learn. learn something from mm-hmm. it. You know? And once we start seeing failure as learning also, it's like, you know, we're, we're pretty much fearless. Yeah. Which is what we kind of need to be if we really want to be doing this thing. entrepreneurial type yeah. thing. <laughs> Taking all these risks, yeah. you know, with, with, with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good. It was litty. This was beautiful. <laughs> it was litty. It was nice. It I love was. you. You guys are really, Aww. I mean, I love you, Cams, so much. I love you too now, Deandra, Aww. since I've met you because you're such a, a light. Thank um, you. And I just think that everything that you guys have going on with this recess podcast is amazing. Aww. And I really wish you all the most success that you could possibly have with this recess podcast. That it continue to reach, um, you know, it continues to reach a lot of the youths in the Caribbean, but also in the rest of the world that just, you know, need to hear it because it's 
I claim it's that. Like, I, I claim that. that. I yeah, that you guys are sure. doing the thing, man. You're doing the I claim thing. Claim it. All right, kids. Thank you yes. so much. All right, guys. We're about what? to turn up to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, coffee, the artist, by the way, not yeah. the drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not well, the they went to turn up to coffee yeah. as well. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, coffee. yeah, we had coffee, guys, <laughs> as well. Thank you so much, y'all, for tuning in, for listening to this week's episode. We hope yes. you enjoyed. Kazi, if you want, you could shout out your socials, of course. Let um, people know Kez where to Styles. find you. Um, Kaz Styles Inc. on Instagram, but Kaz Styles on pretty much every other platform. K-E-Z Styles. <laughs> <laughs> With a Y, just in case y'all were trying to be extra. Yeah, so definitely check her out, guys. Her work is amazing she's amazing she's a boss babe yeah. like you're not gonna regret following amazing. her she's really you guys awesome are amazing as well so guys you, you know we always want to hear from y'all so dm us at recess podcast DM tell us. us what you guys thought about this episode what yeah. were your takeaways and who you guys want us to chat to next and what you guys want us to talk about tell us what you want to hear we want to hear from you guys as i have always. some things i want you guys to talk about R- yeah okay we'll definitely <laughs> talk about that <laughs> but subscribe to the podcast give it a rate guys a review we would love to know what you think how this podcast has impacted you in any way shape or form let us know in the review section and we look forward to talking to you guys in the next couple of weeks yeah. bye 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 <laughs>